Welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This is the third edition of a collaboration of Love from the Hip hosting Sage Sisters podcast featuring Megan Durkins and Haley McLennan. We will feature amazing people locally in the Seattle area, grabbing their story and sharing their healing insight and wisdom. I hope that by listening to our monthly collaboration, you not only get inspired to help yourself and live your best life, but also that you will share it with others in hopes of making this world a better place. After all, we all have a responsibility and we owe it to ourselves first. I would like to now introduce my lovely co-hosts, Megan and Haley. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan. We're the hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. And we are two energy healing junkies based here in the Pacific Northwest who are on the search for what wellness and self-care actually mean. Every Friday, we dive into the paths of various healing practitioners, coaches, and teachers, as well as our continued exploration of our own energy work, spirituality, and self-care. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. So, Megan and Haley, can you tell our listeners more about our special guest for today? Yeah. Tony Aswagen is a mental health therapist and yoga teacher specializing in treating trauma, depression, and anxiety. After graduating with both her bachelor's and master's degrees from Virginia Tech, Tony made her way to the Pacific Northwest and opened Riverbank Therapy, currently located in the Ballard neighborhood of Seattle, Washington. Tony draws heavily from mindfulness practices and yoga philosophy, as well as cognitive behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, sensory motor and somatic therapy, yoga therapy, and dialectical behavior therapy. Her areas of focus are depression, anxiety, trauma, and PTSD, attachment and relationships, substance abuse and addictions, self-esteem, self-criticism, and shame, and adjustment and life transitions. Tony is all about connecting you to a deep sense of wholeness. She believes that much of the pain in life comes from the belief that I am not good enough. This belief can be instilled by ourselves, our families, and the so- social and political systems that we live in. Healing comes when a person connects to the core truth of who they exactly are and that they are enough. She wants nothing more in this life than for you to love yourself. Well, this is going to be a great show. Yeah, it is. So everyone stick around after this quick break. You keep saying you got something for me. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more. Sakura Skin and Mind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A Skin and Mind. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. If you are just joining us, today is the third episode of a monthly collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. 
Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan, and we're the hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. And we are two energy healing junkies based here in the Pacific Northwest who are on the search for what wellness and self-care actually mean. And you can find us with new episodes every Friday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Today we have the pleasure of having Tony Oswegan on our show. Tony is a licensed mental health counselor and owner of Riverbank Therapy in Ballard. We are so excited to have Tony. We are going to cover all of the stressors of the holiday season. Mm, Perfect. We've been wanting to talk about this um, topic for some time, and so we were so grateful that Tony agreed to come on and chat with us about it. Mm -hmm. So let's jump right in. Um, Let's talk about family during the holidays. So, Tony, what would be your recommendation for someone who wants to spend time with their family during the holidays But, you know, you always get that, like, uncle or your grandma or your mom who's asking you that probing question. When are you going to get married? When are you going to have a baby? (laughs) When are you going to – what are you doing next? Yeah. How do you handle that? Yeah, so the first thing I think about is preparation. Knowing going into that family event that that's probably what you're going to be facing. We all can sort of predict, okay, I have this relative who's going to ask this question. And so something I think about is how can I breathe and ground into myself and find some sort of version of calm Mm. or calm-ish before I even go to the event. That way I'm going to be a little bit less reactive when they ask those irritating questions. (laughs) Oh, that's really good advice. And then it's like they ask it and you take a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You have your prepared answer. Exactly. Exactly. So how would you address conversations then that may be like charged politically or socially? Mm -hmm. Because the politics is a big one, you know, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're real. And the thing that I think about is asking sort of what your goal is for that family gathering. Is my goal to Mm -hmm. stand in my integrity and speak up for what I really believe? Maybe that's the goal. And that's what you're going into that gathering wanting to do. Maybe it's I really just need to maintain the health of these relationships. And maybe that requires me not to talk about this certain thing or only to mention it a little bit and then sort of back off. Or is my goal really to come into this and change my family's minds? You know, do I want to actually convince them of something? And you might go about that conversation in a totally different way depending on what your goal is. Mm. But wouldn't you say, honestly, that's really hard to do is to change your family's mind? (laughs) Absolutely. So would it be best to just turkey? Yeah. Would it be best to just leave your ego at the Mm -hmm. door and yeah, just eat some turkey? Yeah. My tendency is to lean into I really want to maintain the health of these relationships. And sometimes that means I sort of drop a little bit about what I think and then back off and say, like, isn't this stuffing just really delicious? (laughs) And just sort of change the subject. Subject changers. Yeah. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. So what about people who are possibly isolated or estranged from their families at the holidays? Maybe the relationship is not there or maybe they're just isolated because they live on one side of the country and their family lives on the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see this a lot in my work with clients that there are a lot of people who do live far from family or are estranged from their family members. And so the first thing I, I talk to people about is let's allow space for that sadness or that grief or maybe even that anger really just acknowledging what you're feeling and making room for yourself to feel it because it it's totally valid and makes total sense that that sadness and anger might come up around the holidays. And then really maybe spending time with your chosen family. Mm. You know, if you're far from family, but you have really close group of friends or a community that you're grounded in, 
can you create some traditions either with yourself or with the with that chosen family so it still feels like you're supported and connected during that time yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. love that so I have to ask you because I've been there before Mm -hmm. what what do you say about to somebody that is newly divorced and spending the first holiday away from their former spouse and possibly even their kids yeah yeah that's such a such a challenge such a time of grief I think that it can be so painful when you've had traditions for maybe years and years things that you really hold dear and then all of a sudden everything is different and so again making space to allow for that grief, that sadness, whatever emotions come up make total sense. And can we make space to honor those? And I really like the idea of sort of reframing these opportunities, these as opportunities. You know, now I have this space to create a tradition that really feels like me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it's with myself and my, you know, family that I'm really connected to right now, or maybe I get my kids for half the day on this holiday instead of the whole day like I used to. So how can we together create a tradition that we all that we all co-create, really, mm. um, and just creating that intentionality around how can we spend this time together and connect it? Is there anything that you would suggest? Because you're reframing it, you're reinventing it, mm-hmm. right, for your kids. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you would suggest in telling your children? Yeah, I think, you know, maybe that it's it's a really hard time. And validating that for them, I think a lot for kids, we try to gloss over Mm -hmm. the things that are hard and just pretend like everything's okay. And, you know, they're probably feeling it too. You know, this is different than it's been for their whole life. And so it's challenging for them. So that space of honoring both what you're feeling and what they might be feeling and then asking, you know, this is brand new. How do you want to spend this time? What do you want to do today? Let's Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And creating something really special with them. That's yeah. yeah, brand new. I love that idea of the co-creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> co-creating. I yeah. love that. Okay, let's talk about money yeah. and gifts and travel around the holidays. So, Tony, what would you recommend um, for someone who's like really stressing about money? There are always a lot of expectations around gifts and travel during the holidays, whether it's with family, friends, coworkers. I mean, the list can Mm -hmm. literally go on and on. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend? Boundaries. Oh, the big B word. My favorite word. One of them. (laughs) (laughs) This, to me, you know, there's that sense of obligation. You know, they got me a gift last year, so I have to get them a gift this year. Or, you know, they, there's all these people that I have to buy something for. And... Those boundaries are so important to really check in with yourself. What do I need? What will take care of me? Maybe my bank account doesn't support me buying gifts for my 25 coworkers and my 30 people in my family. I just can't do it. And so allowing for that boundary and then reminding yourself that you don't have to apologize for it. You can just say, Mm -hmm. this is a hard time for me. I'm not doing gifts this year. And and leave it at that. I think we have this tendency to over-apologize for our boundaries and feel this guilt Yes. And to feel like there's an expectation, right? Right. Like, yeah, I, you know, and I think I've even had holidays where I'm like, let's just all agree to do one or Mm -hmm. two and pick a name. Yeah. But then Mm -hmm. no one, there's always like one person who doesn't (laughs) follow it. And then you're like, hey, what? Like, why wouldn't it be $15 and under? Yeah. Yeah. Or one present (laughs) from Mm -hmm. Santa, you know, (laughs) not four. Mm -hmm. I also like the idea of, um, like an experience all together yes. versus doing yes. gifts. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. 
you know, I don't I don't value giving you this gift card, but I would love to take you out to dinner. Yeah. yeah. You know, then you're Act spending your money in a place. If you are spending money on it, it might be a free experience, but you're doing something you really value, building that connection. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Well, we're going to have to take a break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip host Sage Sisters podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan, and we host Sage Sisters Podcast. We're former sorority bitches who have turned into wellness witches. Behind us are the days of college parties, Seattle bar hopping, and random happy hours. Now we're seeking the secrets of true wellness and self-care. Every Friday, we release new episodes chronicling our exploration of alternative energy healing modalities, spiritual wellness, and intuitive development. You can find us by searching Sage Sisters wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can download and subscribe to our episodes on iTunes and Spotify. We've both found incredible healing through multiple forms of energy work and want to spread the love. So look up Sage Sisters podcast and join in on your own spiritual wellness exploration. Download and subscribe to Sage Sisters podcast. And if you like, throw us a rating and review on iTunes. And don't forget, go Sage Yourself. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech topical skin spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U. URA skinandmind.com. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. 
That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget to tune in right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. for more Love from the Hip. If you are just joining us, today is the third episode of a monthly collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan, and we're the hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. And we are two energy healing junkies based here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest who are on the search for what wellness and self-care actually mean. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Tony Oswegan on our show. Tony is a licensed mental health counselor and owner of Riverbank Therapy in Ballard. And we are talking all things about holiday stressors. Yes, and money and travel. So we kind of touched on, Tony, you know, the gift giving part. But for example, my husband and I don't have any family in the Seattle area. So mm-hmm. when we're going for holidays, we're going either to Utah or Claire on the other side of the state. And that can be expensive yeah. on top of the gifts. So what are what's a suggestion for talking someone through, you know, I I spend a thousand dollars on my plane ticket to come here and I'm sorry I couldn't bring gifts or, mm-hmm. you know, I guess maybe boundaries, additional boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, specific things to say. Yeah, like how do you have that conversation? Yeah, it's so awkward. Yeah, it can be. And I think it's more awkward when we feel that guilt Mm. or when we're really like steeped in that guilt. And so I think, like you said, setting that boundary and just saying, being really open and honest, this cost me a lot of money to get here. I'm so glad to see you all. And in addition to my flights, I couldn't do gifts this year. I would love to spend some time with you. Why don't we make some cookies? Can I help you make dinner? And sort of Mm. adding on to that boundary, I really want to spend time with you. I value this holiday. How would you like to spend it with me? What can we do together? Mm. Again, really grounding into that connection. Do you think sometimes, though, we also put it on ourselves? Like maybe it isn't the expectation that they want gifts Mm -hmm. to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we like take on that obligation and nobody's even right. Even self-guilt. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So how do we put that to rest? Yeah. And that might be sort of just repeating to yourself. I don't I don't owe them that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to show my love through gifts. I can show my love in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think having like having that conversation ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. Before you land in Utah and <laughs> yeah. they're probably in the car on the yeah, way we have to the house. Like, <laughs> just so you know, we didn't bring anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know that like for myself um, this past year, my husband and I and my brothers and my sister-in-law decided instead of doing, like I brought up the idea. I was like, instead of doing gifts, let's do a dinner. Mm-hmm. But I brought it up well in advance and let everybody sort of marinate on it mm. to come to a consensus. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like an immediate consensus, <laughs> but hey, everybody. And I was like, everybody just marinate on it and let me know. And it ended up being a great time. Mm. But I think like when you give that, you know, that upfront right. knowledge. Yeah. Because also then that person maybe doesn't feel like they have to spend exactly. hours running around finding you the perfect gift. Right. Yeah, you can give that permission. 
I'm in this space with my family right now, too, where they're starting to text and ask, what do you guys want for Christmas? I'm like, I don't want anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to shop and I don't want to have to ship anything home. So I'm totally. about <laughs> to have this conversation with some of my family members like, please don't get me anything. I'm not getting you anything. Right. I'm going to be there and we're going to hang out. And that's what's happening this year. Mm. And there is some anxiety attached to that. I'm worried mm. about how they're going to react. Of and course. like my grandma's definitely going to get me something anyway. And how am I going <laughs> to respond to that? Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be something like, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Like, can I take you out to breakfast? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I also had a thought about maybe offering to help pick up the groceries for like the Christmas dinner Mm -hmm. instead of showing up with something already wrapped. Yeah. Offering other options, especially if you're feeling a lot of guilt around it, because that's not always easy to let go of. Offering something else. You know, I can't do a gift this year, but how else can I support during the holidays? What else can I do? What about just a white elephant? Yeah. Right? Totally. <laughs> totally. Those, those totally. are awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I've scored some really good gifts off that. <laughs> Whoa. Sure. Oh, amazing. Or I, I think that. somebody mentioned it earlier, but the idea of like drawing names mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah. like setting a limit. So right. it's like everybody does still get an opportunity to like open something, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, maybe a little bit more meaningful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Different sure. ideas. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you about social media comparison Mm because, you know, you find during the holidays, everybody's posting everything on Facebook, including holiday vacations and big extravagant presents like cars. So how do you recommend people deal with social media jealousy? Yeah. I always wonder who are those people who buy their people cars for Christmas. Anyway, <laughs> I'm seeing all those commercials right. lately. I'm Alexis, like, oh, does Alexis Alexis three Alexis show up yep, yes, exactly. at the house with the bells <laughs> and top. it's snowing. Uh-huh. It's just perfect. Anyway. <laughs> Their multi-million dollar home, just no big deal, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, what I do for myself is constantly remind myself that social media is not real life. Because I think we can get so sucked into it and so just in our habit of scrolling that we think that that's what everybody's experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I get this as a therapist. I get this really interesting view into sort of the behind the scenes of people's lives where their lives look really perfect on paper. And then I have this whole story where there there's all this pain and suffering happening. And so. It's such a useful reminder that people are posting their highlight reel. They're posting the best things, and they probably are experiencing something that they're not sharing. And not to use that to, like, cut them down, but to say, this isn't all that. I'm only seeing part of the story. This Mm -hmm. isn't all of Mm -hmm. it. And then I like to use that also to turn into gratitude, Um, I also think the holidays can be sort of overly focused on gratitude. So I want to offer this tool with some softness and say, if you don't feel grateful, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But personally, I practice a lot of gratitude when I'm experiencing that sort of jealousy from social media images is, okay, what's going well in my life? What am I feeling really grateful for? That way I'm, I'm sort of using that mirror of what I might want and really grounding into what I actually have. So at the same time, would you recommend for people that are alone during the holidays, maybe don't have any family or not married, mm-hmm. um, to not look at social media <laughs> during yeah, the holidays? If it's feeling like crap, yeah, yeah. turn it off. Yeah. And then it also can be a way to connect. So how are we actually using the platform? If we're mm. using it just to peer into other people's lives and beat ourselves up, then it's not super serving. But if we're using it to reach out, if we don't have anybody in town and we can't travel, can we use it to FaceTime with somebody that we love or send these messages or Mm -hmm. do something really connecting with the platform, which at its best, that's what social media does. I always find myself 
when I'm scrolling through social media and then I'm like finding myself being jealous of people and then I walk to work in downtown Seattle and there's always something going on that makes me be like, oh, okay, like <laughs> get back to yourself. <laughs> you have a place to live and heat and all of that. Yeah. And maybe not everybody lives in a place where they see things like that on a daily basis, but definitely like being aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. then immediately brings me to gratitude and realize mm-hmm. how lucky I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I didn't get a Lexus for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Nor will I be, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay. So let's move on and talk a little bit about like food and alcohol during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you recommend for somebody who has stuff around food, whether it be like previous eating disorders um, or, you know, and they know maybe like people are going to watch them, like how much they are or are not eating. What do you recommend for something like that? I'm sensing a theme of boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to do with family. It's so hard. You want to rip that down. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's so challenging and so important. You know, around, you know, if people are watching what you're eating in either direction, you know, are you eating enough? Are you eating too much? Um, I have this mantra that I use that I'm a grown up now (laughs) 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 and I can do what I want. (laughs) And that's a really helpful thing for me in the holidays when I go to my my stay at my parents' house and I feel like I'm 16 again. Mm -hmm. I have to constantly remind myself the whole week. I'm a grown up. I'm a grown up. (laughs) I swear I'm an adult. (laughs) I can cut my own meat now. Exactly. (laughs) Good. And then also, again, I think those boundaries, whether they're verbal or not, you know, maybe you eat in a different space or you tell them, hey, that makes me really uncomfortable. Can we talk about something else? Or maybe even, and this might depend on your environment um, and who you're with, but saying, hey, I'm in recovery from an eating disorder. I've really been struggling with my body image lately, and it it's painful for me when you're scrutinizing everything I'm doing. Can we talk about something else? Mm. Or can you please, throughout this day, try not to bring it up? And again, that depends on your family system, whether you can say that and whether that will be heard. So you might have to lean back on something like, okay, we have to talk about something else. Maybe leave the room for a little while. Yeah. Mm. Do you ever... I don't know, like have any clients who you're like, you know, maybe get like an out, like if my, if I had my mom, maybe if that was me in my case and I was recovering from an eating disorder and I, to bring in an ally to say like, hey, maybe you have somebody sort of buffer the situation before Mm -hmm. you get there. Yeah. Does Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's like a cool thing to do. That can be so useful. My sister and I are constantly using each other as buffers in our family environment. Like, okay, if you're there, then I feel more comfortable setting this boundary because I know I've got you to back me up. That can be so helpful. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like Mm -hmm. that a lot. Yeah. Buddy system. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. We're going to have to take a break, but everyone stay tuned for the Oracle card in the hour. Outside the taxi window. On the way to catch my flight, I noticed snowflakes playing in the ever-failing light when he dropped me at departures. It was really coming down, deep and crisp and even. It settled on the ground. It looks like Christmas, Christmas at the airport. And now it's time for the Oracle in the Hour reading. 
So we love Oracle cards. They are a great way to get information from your higher self about general and specific issues or topics. Today, Sakura pulled from the Archangel Michael by Doreen Virtudek. Sakura, what did you pull? <laughs> and it's so fitting for today. Uh, intuitively guided to pull this card is Ask Archangel Michael to help you with this situation. The card reads, the situation that's concerning you can improve with Archangel Michael's help. This card serves as a reminder that it's never too late to get the angels involved and their assistance will improve everything immediately, including giving you inner peace, new ideas, and insights. Be open to miracles that take on surprising forms. I love how this ties in to today's guest and the conversation as to the fact that the holidays are going to bring about tough situations and to remember to ask the angels for help. And also, if you are feeling alone or isolated this holiday season, to remember you are never alone and that the angels are there with you. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech Topical Skin Spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan, and we host Sage Sisters Podcast. We're former sorority bitches who have turned into wellness witches. Behind us are the days of college parties, Seattle bar hopping, and random happy hours. Now we're seeking the secrets of true wellness and self-care. Every Friday, we release new episodes chronicling our exploration of alternative energy healing modalities, spiritual wellness, and intuitive development. You can find us by searching Sage Sisters wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can download and subscribe to our episodes on iTunes and Spotify. We've both found incredible healing through multiple forms of energy work and want to spread the love. So look up Sage Sisters Podcast and join in on your own spiritual wellness exploration. Download and subscribe to Sage Sisters Podcast. And if you like, throw us a rating and review on iTunes. And don't forget, go Sage Yourself. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And the fog is rolling in. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Kara Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakuralovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I am doing. If you are just joining us, today is the third episode of a monthly collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley. And I'm Megan. We're the hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. And we are two energy healing junkies based here in the Pacific Northwest who are on the search for what wellness and self-care actually mean. 
Each week, you can catch our conversation with various healing practitioners, coaches, and teachers anywhere you listen to podcasts and on social media at Sage Sisters Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Tony Oswegan on our show. Tony is a licensed mental health counselor and owner of Riverbank Therapy in Ballard. So, Tony, since we are talking about food and since I do have so many food allergies, mm-hmm. how do you recommend someone cope with that with their family? Yeah. So... If it's possible, I think bringing your own versions of food. You know, Mm. can I bring a dish to dinner? And maybe it's a, you know, replacement for a dish. So I have a gluten. It's not an allergy, but a sensitivity. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I'll bring the stuffing. (laughs) And that way I know that it is, you know, it it works for me. And then I'm sort of contributing Mm -hmm. also. And then I also think a lot about, you know, those those foods that we have allergies or sensitivities to that might offend people if we don't eat it. Mm-hmm. So my grandma just she shows love with food and through <laughs> baking. And I'm sort of because I only have a sensitivity and not a real allergy to gluten, I'm like, okay, I might just deal with it and eat the pie. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it later. But that's not everybody's option. Yeah, and right. so again, I think it's that that really clear boundary setting of, hey, you know, I have this allergy. I can't eat that. But thank you so much for thinking of me. I really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, sort of practicing releasing that guilt. And I would yeah. say, and I have to say to my family, because they are so great in mm-hmm. honoring my food allergies and whatnot. I mean, but it, it took time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. patience. <laughs> patience, exactly. <laughs> and maybe bringing snacks that you know you can't eat, <laughs> that you can eat, right. just in mm-hmm. case it's taking them time to Honor the allergies. So can I ask you about coping with stress, with numbing ourselves with food Mm -hmm. and or alcohol? Yeah, it's a big thing during the holidays. There's so much, so much stress and food and alcohol can be such easy ways to to deal with it, to to numb and avoid. And I, I work from this mindfulness perspective that the more awareness we can bring to what we're doing, the more choice we have. And oftentimes that sort of numbing behavior, whether it's a food or alcohol or really anything else, it's sort of mindlessly happening. It's just this automatic habit that we engage in. And so how can we tune our awareness so that we're paying attention in those moments of, oh, hey, I'm, you know, just sitting with this bag of chips and I ate the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. But can we pay attention to that moment that we pick it up and sit down and ask ourselves, and this is the question I ask often is, what do I really need? What am I really looking for when I'm reaching for a drink, when I'm reaching for more food than I need to nourish myself? What is it I'm really wanting? Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's rest. Maybe it's time away. Maybe it's it's connection. And so then we can ask, is there another way I can meet that need? Is there another thing I can mindfully do that can meet that need? Or can I mindfully, you know, eat this thing or have this drink mm-hmm. and have it in a way that I'm paying attention to what I'm doing? And and then it can be maybe nourishing rather than just this sort of mindless automatic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to talk about alcohol from a perspective of someone who is sober. Mm-hmm. So the holidays you see all the commercials for the different cocktails and they've got the your work holiday parties and just parties with friends. So, you know, what is what is something that you could suggest to someone who is living a sober life 
and how if they have a hard time being open that they're sober at a work party or even even with their family, maybe the, their family doesn't even know that they're actually practicing sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, what's something, what's a way that they could voice that to people? Mm-hmm. My initial sort of reaction is openness and honesty. Sure. That if it's something you feel like you can't talk about, what's what's that about? I'm just going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this might go a little bit more easily at work parties or at bars when you can ally with a bartender and say like, hey, mm-hmm. when you get there, pull them aside. Hey, I'm sober. <laughs> can you make me something that looks like a drink? A virgin drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and ask mm-hmm. for mocktails. That way mm-hmm. you can still be in it and have something to do with your hands and something to drink while everybody's talking. And then people might not even ask questions because your drink might look like a drink. So sure. nobody might ask, you know, why aren't you drinking? What's going on? Um, So I think that can be a really useful thing. It might be a little harder at somebody's house. Sure. um, But it's a good tool I recommend for people. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I've also, I'm, I've gone through phases where I've like not been drinking and I've used the phrase, I'm not drinking right now. Yes. And that seems to make people more comfortable Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like ask less questions than there's still, you know, there's still are questions and sometimes it's like, oh, I'm like on whole 30 or oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. That is the one that I'm yeah. usually trying to avoid. Yeah, right. um, it's usually like, I'm going, I'm going to yoga later. Or, right. you know, obviously not if it's like a holiday party, but like a work happy hour yeah. that tends to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, I feel like the right now has like less judgment, yeah. mostly from like other people, because I think people start to, it's that self-reflection when they hear that somebody's not doing something. Mm-hmm. Them. Yeah, they mm-hmm. look they look inside. Yeah, like totally. I should be doing that too. Yeah, yeah. like right. you know, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that makes me think of, and this might go for all of the things where like how people are responding to whatever you're doing. That it's usually not about you. Yeah, you know, if sure. you're saying I'm not drinking, and somebody has a big reaction to that, that's not at all about you. That's about them and their stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that can be a useful mantra to carry into the holidays too. None of this is really about me. Absolutely. And I think because it can feel completely isolating mm-hmm. if you're in this huge room with all these people and everyone seems to be having the best time and they're drinking and champagne here and then you're just not. I mean, that mm-hmm. feels really, really isolating, especially Absolutely. in social situations that maybe you already have some social anxiety around parties where you don't know everyone and then everyone's drinking and you're not and you feel like you have this big target on you, right? But you actually probably don't right yeah right yeah maybe you get a sober buddy at the work party yeah mm. yeah. Mm. yeah what about the flip side about that of that where you drink too much oh my god that's what I, was yeah. just I was gonna say and the other side of that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. and then you don't want to go to work the next day the, yeah right. the person that you don't want to be of the office is the one who got too drunk at the holiday party the exactly next yeah but what if you are that's a yeah. great question yeah, what how happens? do you handle that yeah. the next day yeah if you have already drank too much mm-hmm. how do you handle that yeah i was going on the other end of how can we get intentional and bring awareness to what we're doing but if it's already happened I think self-compassion is one of the best Mm. things. We can feel so much shame after having drank too much, especially if we did it in front of all of our coworkers, right? And so sort of reminding yourself like, okay, this happens sometimes. Most people in this office have probably drank too much at one point. People probably don't think anything different of me. Is there something I can do today to show up at work 
in a way that feels good to me. Mm. Just sort of giving yourself that kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I love that suggestion. Such, yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's good. good. <laughs> Someone will need to hear that at some point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, probably also a good suggestion outside of the holidays if that happens. Absolutely. Right. I mean, for sure. Or just always. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. kind to yourself. Um, okay. The holidays are sold to us as it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? There's a song, there's a movie, all of it. But what if you don't feel wonderful during mm-hmm. the holidays? Mm. Like, how do you cope with that? Yeah, that's such a common experience. And I think so many people just don't talk about it. You know, we're supposed to feel wonderful. So we're all going to pretend like we'll f- we feel wonderful. And then we all feel isolated and alone and distant from each other. I think it's no surprise often that the holidays are really stressful. And this might be one of them, that we feel like we have to ignore all the painful things and just pretend like we're happy and fine, even if we're not. Mm-hmm. So I think recognizing maybe the universality of that experience, that you're not alone and not feeling wonderful. And I think I said this a little bit earlier too, making that space, allowing space for whatever it is that you feel and saying, even though it's Christmas or New Year's or Thanksgiving or whatever, that it's okay to still feel sad. You know, mm-hmm. the holidays, you know, don't, um, our feelings don't take a break on the holidays. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. I also think that there's this horrible, um, you know, with stories like Scrooge. Oh, you're being such a Scrooge around the holidays. And like Mm -hmm. you hear that and you don't want to be the Scrooge of the of the holidays around your family. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, so I think there is this like these like old stories that we tell ourselves because of these stories that we're told that we grow up with about, you know, not being the, the downer at you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, you know, and then you feel so much shame and um, you can just feel super isolated Mm -hmm. on top of that. Yeah. And I think that that thought that gets inserted after we have the emotion that I shouldn't be feeling this Mm. or I should be feeling something different. That's such a painful thing and adds pain on top of something that's already painful. So if we can release that, like, it's okay to feel like this. Yeah. And just let ourselves feel it and then maybe ask, okay, how can I show up at this gathering? You know, maybe feel it before I get there, allow some space for it while I'm there Mm -hmm. and then still be present. Well, and I think giving yourself permission to not have to stay the whole time. Yeah. Like you could make an appearance. Mm -hmm. Right. Or take breaks in the bathroom. I do this all the time. Spend like five minutes in there and just take a breather. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe, ground, breathe. Yes. Uh, So speaking of time... Time to shop for gifts, time to go to this party, time to do this, time to do that. I feel like there's never enough time around the holidays. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you recommend someone or how, you know, how do you recommend someone deal with the feeling of the lack of the time Mm -hmm. during the holidays? Yeah. When they're beating themselves up over everything they can't do. Mm -hmm. Two questions. What can you do? Mm. Mm. And what are you doing that you don't want to do? (laughs) (laughs) How many times do we say yes when we mean no? Yeah. And then that packs our holiday season and we're doing all these things that we hate. And not only are we busy, we're also hating it. Right. The holidays are great. No wonder you don't feel wonderful. (laughs) We're back to boundaries. 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 It's a theme. (laughs) Releasing guilt. Yeah, like that's a theme too. You're allowed to yes. have boundaries because you're a grown up. <laughs> Kids are allowed to have boundaries too. Well, with, 
With that, we're going to have to take another break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip host Sage Sisters podcast. Well, mom and dad said be good, so I did what I should. Hung my stocking on the wall, didn't get a thing at all. Don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. Cause I didn't get nothing last year. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. What's your story? Have you ever sat with that question and looked to your heart for the answer? It's time to explore the real you. Tune in Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the brand new show, Story You, with Coach Debbie. Debbie and her guests have a mission to inspire and coach you to find your voice. If you need direction, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. If you want to be an author, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. and be inspired. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today is the third episode of a monthly collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley. And I'm Megan. And we're the hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. And we are two energy healing junkies based here in the Pacific Northwest who are on the search for what wellness and self-care actually mean. Every Friday, you can listen to our conversations about energy work, spirituality, and self-care wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we have the pleasure of having Tony Oswegan on our show. Tony is a licensed mental health counselor and owner of Riverbank Therapy in Ballard. Okay, so before we went to the break and actually throughout the whole show, we've talked a lot about like releasing guilt, boundaries, making space, intention setting. Mm -hmm. Do you have some exercises or some recommendations as to how people could do that? Yes. 
So I'm going to give you guys the journal prompts that I ask myself when I'm on my plane ride to the East Coast mm. on my way Ooh. home for a week for Christmas. Love. <laughs> I like to spend the plane ride there getting prepared and the plane ride back processing. <laughs> Decompressing. Yes. Yeah. So on the way there, I like to ask myself, what is it that I need? What are my goals for this week? And that might be connection. That might mean not losing my mind. That might mean, you know, spending time with specific people. What do I need? How do I want to feel? What resources do I have, either internal or external? What are some things that I can do for myself um, to take care of myself? And what are the external resources that I have? Maybe it's my dog. I, you know, take him with me when I travel. And maybe it's my best friend. I can get some time away. Or there's a place in my hometown I really like to go that feels really calming to me when I can take a break. So what resources do I have? How can I take care of myself? I try to maintain my self-care routine when I'm traveling. This goes for any travel. Um, or even during the holidays when our routines are disrupted. What can we hold on to that's really useful? I try to still meditate and move my body in a way that feels good, which a lot of times is just going on a walk with my dad, which is wonderful. So how can I take care of myself during this time? And then affirmations, which can be anything you want. I like to pick three or four statements. You know, I'm a grown-up. I'm enough. (laughs) Just to remind myself of these things that that are really easy to lose track of when Mm -hmm. we're in this sort of hectic season. Okay. All yeah. so good. Oh mm-hmm. I love I'm those. like scribbling. <laughs> yeah, Megan was like furiously <laughs> writing. <Taking notes. laughs> so aside from family and food triggers, let's talk about the seasonal darkness. Mm-hmm. Oh, How do you boy. recommend someone cope with the with sad? Oh, it's so dark. We're all so sad. <laughs> seasonal affective disorder is quite real. And even if we don't have the official, you know, a diagnosis of it, the darkness is, is hard. It disrupts our patterns. So I consider, you know, how do I get something like sunlight. I recommend people who have access to it to get a sun lamp Mm -hmm. and just sit in front of that for a little bit of time in the morning to get, you know, whatever magical rays come out of a sun lamp that make you feel better. Um, And talking with a doctor about vitamin D or even potential medications for the winter. Um, A lot of times we're vitamin D deficient anyway, and then in the wintertime we get even more deficient. So talking with your doctor about adding that um, to your routine could be useful. I also think about staying active. You know, we go into hibernation mode in the winter, Mm -hmm. and that just creates this sort of lethargy. So staying active in a way that feels good to you and then really staying connected to people in your life. We can lose those relationships in hibernation mode and be like, okay, I'll see you in the summer when it's sunny again. Like, (laughs) meet on the mountain. Like, no, how can we make time to still be with people? I'm glad you didn't say tanning. Yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) Thank you. No, no. Big no. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Big no. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so speaking of self-care, because we always like to ask Mm -hmm. our guests. So you said that you maintain your self-care when you're traveling, especially during the holidays. I'm assuming you amp it up a little bit in this, Mm -hmm. you know, dark season that we're in. Mm -hmm. So what does your current self-care look like? Yeah. So right now it's um, requiring a lot of patience because I have an injury and I can't move in many of the ways that I usually want to. So I'm just reminding myself, okay, I have other things I can do. (laughs) (laughs) So giving myself that patience and compassion is a huge part of my self-care always, but especially right now. And getting really curious and intentional about what I need. Mm. Um, So I, you know, recently started going back to therapy. That's been really helpful. Um, I spend a lot of time journaling and sort of planning out my time. I feel 
personally a lot better when I have structure. So creating that structure and routine for myself. And then I meditate basically every day. That's one of my, you know, core foundational skills for my well-being. So I'm trying to keep that as a daily habit throughout the holiday season and really making those times to connect with people that I, my relationships, I think, are one of my biggest resources. And mm-hmm. so when things get really hard, I try to make extra time to reach out and connect and, and spend time with people that feel nourishing to me. Oh, amazing yeah. self-care. <laughs> so good. So, Tony, where do you hope to grow from here? Yeah. So at Riverbank Therapy right now, it's me and I have one employee, Emily Cooper, who works for me, who specializes in disordered eating. She's amazing. And I hope to hire a couple of other clinicians next year and really expand the practice into a bunch of therapists and maybe even other wellness practitioners and doing other things and really creating this sort of hub for people to gather at to get a lot of their self-care and and wellness and mental health needs met. That's wonderful. Mm, Yeah. That's the goal. Okay. Shout out where people can find you. Yeah. You can find me at riverbanktherapy.com or you can find me on Instagram at therapy with Tony. And that's Tony with an I. Which is how we found Tony originally. Uh Her Instagram is amazing. So good. Not a replacement for therapy, she'll say, Mm -hmm. but lots of helpful tips. Yeah. I love it. It's a good door in. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks again for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you to Eric, my amazing producer, Sage Sisters Podcast, and you, the listener. Thank you, Sakura, so much for having us co-host again. We love this, and we can't wait for next time. Thank you, Eric. You're amazing. And, of course, thank you, Tony, for being such an awesome guest and giving such amazing tips for the holiday season. Thank you. You can find us at sagesisterspodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook, And you can listen to all of our new episodes every Friday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Have a beautiful day, and don't forget to go sage yourself. And you can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel and podcast, Love From The Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare you.